How well are we doing in allowing the truth of who Jesus is to guide our choices and direct our actions? Pilate knew that Jesus was innocent and was a threat only to the religious authorities, not the empire. Pilate's political instincts, however, were in a state of hypervigilance. One mistake could end his career. Normally, procurators were responsible solely to the emperor. But Pilate, for some reason, was accountable to the legate of Syria, Vitellus, suggesting perhaps that Pilate wasn't fully trusted, that perhaps he was under scrutiny. The pressure was on. And if you read this section of John's Gospel carefully, you'll discover an interesting pattern. Jesus, the light of the world, was stationed in the praetorium. The religious authorities, the darkness of the world, stationed themselves outside of the praetorium to avoid ritual impurity by contact with the Romans, non-Jews, which was rather odd since they were already steeped in impurity by plotting the death of an innocent man. And you'll notice that Pilate moved back and forth between he was the light of the world to the darkness of the world, back and forth, back and forth, trying to find a compromise. But there comes a point when to compromise with truth is ultimately to be in falsehood, and to compromise with light is ultimately to embrace the darkness. Like Pilate, we too often move back and forth between divine truth and light and the world's lies and darkness, seeking a compromise. If we're not careful, in the end, we may discover that by doing so, we've gained nothing and have lost everything. Pilate was in the presence of the light of the world and truth. Would he allow himself to see that and to see the world through that? <clears throat> Do we? Pilate tried to find a way to save Jesus from what he knew was a politically motivated and unjust death sentence. According to Matthew chapter 27, verse 19, even Pilate's wife advised him, have nothing to do with this just man. <clears throat> Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? If Jesus was, he was a revolutionary, an enemy to Rome, and he had to be dealt with swiftly, harshly, and publicly as a warning to all who would deny the authority of the empire. Jesus, however, answered Pilate's question with a question, as a good teacher does. So the questioner struggles to come to his own conclusion. The divine respect for human free will is absolute, 
Faith is never forced. Jesus asked, do you say this on your own? Or have others told you about me? Jesus is most certainly a king, so Pilate's question was valid. Jesus' kingship, however, is not like anything Pilate was familiar with. Pilate was clearly intrigued with Jesus. Many people today are intrigued with Jesus. Pilate reminded Jesus that he was not a Jew, that he was handed over by his own people. And then he asked, what have you done? It was an interesting question. Pilate's job required that he be kept abreast of what was going on in Judea so that he could put out any rebellion and try to keep the peace. He would have heard the stories of Jesus curing lepers, the crippled, giving sight to a man born blind, raising three dead people. You know, you don't raise dead people and not attract a little attention. And he would have heard about the miracle that Jesus performed for one of Pilate's own soldiers, a Roman centurion whose slave was ill, and miracles done for other non-Jews. Pilate would have had some knowledge of Jesus' teachings. These were the signs of Jesus' kingship. But would Pilate allow the signs to help him embrace the truth? Do we? Jesus did not answer, what have you done? Because Pilate knew. Instead, Jesus said, my kingdom does not belong to this world. In other words, yes, Pilate, I am a king. My kingdom is made up of all who hear the call to have an intimate relationship with me and through me with the Father and have life in its fullness. But Pilate heard Jesus use political words, kingdom, attendance, fighting. And so he pressed Jesus So you are a king? Pilate experienced a clash between the truth of Jesus' words and the understanding Pilate had of those words, an understanding that we all automatically use. Our fallen nature is always trying to reduce the holy to a level that we are comfortable with, into categories that makes sense to us, while the holy is always seeking to elevate us beyond our limited perceptions. So Jesus stretched Pilate out of his comfort zone, as he does this morning through the gospel. Jesus said, everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. And unfortunately, our reading this morning ends here. If only would have one more sentence. Do you remember how Pilate responded? What is truth? Pilate was one of those skeptical of any ultimate truth beyond what he could see and experience, in his case, the glory and might of empire. Everything else was relative, a matter of opinion, 
with no one person's truth being more true than another's, and thus everything was open to compromise. Pilate would fit in quite nicely in our modern world. But Pilate had a grasp of truth. Jesus was innocent. This was a political game led by the religious authorities. Jesus was not a threat to the empire. But then there were the world's truths, screaming at, threatening Pilate. There could be no compromise with the chief priests who wanted Jesus dead. And if Pilate failed to give them what they wanted to keep peace in the region, Rome would end his career and his family would be in jeopardy. Pilate gave in, ceremoniously washed his hands, claiming he was innocent of shedding Jesus' blood. He was not innocent. Pilate chose for falsehood. He chose for darkness. In baptism, we were immersed in the light of the world, the truth, Jesus, the Son of God, the King of all. Very often, however, we find ourselves trying to compromise what this truth calls us to be and to do with the demands that this world makes on us. Like Pilate, we come to situations in which there cannot be a compromise with truth, and a choice has to be made. Truth or falsehood? Light or darkness? What happened to Pilate? Well, the scriptures tell us nothing. The historical record, however, suggests that Pilate went to Rome to answer serious complaints before the emperor Caligula. And the account ends there. But ancient rumor holds that the emperor ordered Pilate's death either by execution or by suicide. This was something Caligula was known to do to the Roman elite. It is believed Pilate died in the year 36, just six short years after Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. Pilate was in the presence of truth, sensed truth, but ultimately denied truth to serve the world. And how did the world reward him? It cast Pilate into darkness, death, and oblivion. And in the end, that is about really all that the world can give us.